What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony and Lori, and we are talking about the new Disney Plus series, WandaVision. And first reaction. Go. It was adorable. It was the cutest, cutest thing ever. I mean, I love the old Lucy and I love the old Bewitched. So when I saw the tone and everything, I was like, oh, this is adorable. And then I got House of M. I was like, yay. <laughs> um, my first reaction was, oh, okay. 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 All right. We'll see where this is going. Okay. That's cute. All right. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It wasn't it wasn't like I didn't like it. It wasn't like I didn't think it was bad. Just and it was it was better than meh, is what Michael would say. Like it was it was okay. I mean, I know they they have we'll talk about it later, but my first reaction was I know they have, I guess, a long way to go and we'll see how they get there. Okay. I had a reaction that was in between both of your reactions. I was, okay, first off, watching the promos for this show, I was really excited because I do like Wanda and Vision and I did like them in the MCU and I I want to see a little bit more of their story. So I was excited to see it. And then when I was watching it, I thought, you know, kind of like Lori, oh, this is cute. It reminds me of I Love Lucy. And then the second episode was Bewitched and it was really cute. See, it was very funny. But I think the the thing that made it not amazing for me, and it wasn't anything that they did. It, it, it's a personal thing. So my daughter and I both have this thing about secondhand embarrassment. Like we can't deal with that kind of setting mm. or situation. So we're watching the first episode and it was cool. We were just both like, okay, I just want to see where this goes. Like, this is the setup. So we see how this is going to be. And then when it got towards the end with the, uh, the dinner, it was like, okay, this is, hmm, okay, this is weird, but okay, we're going we're gonna to keep going with it. The second episode with Vision having the gum stuck in his system and him acting, I guess, kind of like drunk-ish and just very embarrassed, like overly embarrassing. We were both sitting there like cringing, like, oh my God, I can't watch this. She literally had to get up. She was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. She said, you know how I am about secondhand embarrassment. I can't do it. So that's the only thing that bothered me. But again, it wasn't a bother like it was bad. I mean, it was very funny. I enjoyed it. It's just just sitting there cringing because you don't want to see somebody embarrass themselves. That's just something that I just can't do. But overall, I liked it. You know, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. In- um, interesting is the word I would use. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Um that the whole thing with him swallowing the gum, I just thought, okay, it, it was in any other context to me, it would have been funny, I guess, for a sitcom if that's what they were going for. But it just seemed manufactured to me. And and I and part of me is like, okay, I guess that's the point. But another part of me is like, 
Yeah, but it's just it's it's fake, but it seems so fake. Like they're really trying really hard. And maybe that's what it's supposed to be. And maybe that's why I felt the way I did was like, okay, all right, we'll we'll see how this works. Well, well I I think that given what they've hinted at as what it's actually really going on, I had a problem with the gum because Vision is this perfect uh, robot, android robot thing, and gum would not do what they did. So obviously it's something else going on because I just thought that that was sort of ridiculous because they said it like it was back in the 50s. And the animation where they showed the cogs and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't do it, which made me think that there was something else that we didn't see that was going on to him at the same time that this was going on. Because we get glimpses of stuff and it's like, okay, why would gum? Because I was explaining this to Mark because Mark hasn't seen it. He was like, well, why would gum make him drunk? He said, that doesn't make any sense. It's just sort of, you know, stupid. But I think there's a reason for a lot of this, but it, I, I admit that I didn't think about the secondhand embarrassment thing, but that was a trope that they used a lot in these old sitcoms in the 50s yes. and 60s. So it didn't bother me. I didn't think about it. I just took it as slapstick. Okay, see, all right, I'm, go- I'm gonna... Okay, if we didn't know as... I guess if we weren't people who were sort of like watching or knowing about what is supposed to be sort of the setup for the series, like if you just started watching it and not knowing what the setup is, I could see someone just saying, I can't watch this. I don't know what's happening because they didn't give us any context. Right. Like they hinted at stuff, but it was like you presented something to us that is a little different, a little weird, a little strange, but you didn't really give us any context for it. But people like us who would kind of know what's sort of going on, it, and I guess if you watch the trailers, you would see that there's a little bit more than what's going on. But if you weren't a person that's like that, I could see tons of people just, you know, who watched, who went to watch, you know, um, um, what was the movie? I <laughs> the last Avengers movie. Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> and who had no idea who Wanda was. And Wanda says, you took everything away from me. And anyone who just watched it and was like, I don't even know who she is. You know? And, and that's the same thing with this. You get no context. Like, you don't have any idea what's going on. It sort of, that sort of puts you in the mind like, okay. So saying that, I thought, well, maybe. Maybe the gum wasn't really gum and it was something that they tried to introduce to the to the simulation or whatever Wanda's doing that was going to disrupt whatever she was doing and she fought against the disruption. Like she has she has a plan in her mind of how she wants things to be and how perfect it is. And they introduce something to create a disruption. And that was what I thought. But I'm like, oh that's a cool idea. But then Am I coming up with this on my own to kind of justify what's happening on the scene? You know, am I trying to make it work in 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 my head? You know, to mm-hmm. fix whatever is happening. Because if that's the case, then it makes perfect sense. They're trying to disrupt what she's doing, and they introduce something into one of her constructs that disrupted it. Okay, that makes perfect sense. But 
I, you didn't tell me one way or another if if I'm accurate. Like, am I gonna have to watch the whole season? You know, because I was also taken aback that it was only thirty minutes. Oh, these are gonna be thirty minute episodes. Yeah, oh, and I is, think it's, it's, it's gonna be fun series too. So I'm not I'm not exactly sure even how many episodes that they are doing. But to piggyback off what you're saying, first of all, I don't. I don't understand a person who would try to come in and watch this show and not have any MCU background. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, know, I know several people who, who are like that. And I'm sure they're, they're probably, they probably are, but like a friend of mine, she posted on my wall when I was talking about it, she said, okay, how caught up do I need to be? with the Marvel movies in order to watch this show. She was like, do I need to watch all of them? I said, well, you at least need to start with where the twins are introduced. But that's how, that's why they, they created Legends. That was the whole purpose of Legends. Legends is for people who haven't, who, who don't really know who the characters are. They can watch that. If you watch the Vision Legend and you watch Wanda Legend, the Legend, then you were like, okay, well, I kind of know who these characters are and their story. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. I watched the Legends series, and they don't. I mean, they don't. It, it doesn't work. It, it, I, I was going to say, I don't. They think don't. It does. I watched, it, but I know that's what their like, intention was when I watched when I watched the presentation with Kevin Feige. That's what he. I mean, that's what he said it would be. And it, I and I understand where they tried to do that, but I felt like it was a. It's almost like Legends is the Cliff Notes version. You know, that that's the version that you watch if you're, you know, that's what you read if you're going to take a test and you just want the basics just so you can pass the test. But it doesn't give you the meat of the characters. It doesn't give you... It doesn't give you the heart. The, it doesn't give you the heart. And that's what I felt when I watched Legends because I was like, okay, like, I literally could have gone through and put together these episodes, this six or seven minute episode. I mean, you don't really, when you're watching the MCU, when you're watching the films and you see the interaction between Wanda and Vision, you can understand a little bit more about how they fell in love because I mean honestly if you look if you just look at legends and then you look at this tv show the first thing you're thinking is why the hell is a human with an android is that not weird that's the first thing you're thinking okay and then with vision supposedly being an android you don't understand how it is that he has these feelings for this woman if you are coming in cold you know, again, I don't feel like Legends, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't give you the heart of the characters. So if you're coming in and not being familiar with the MCU, you might get confused and not get this show. I think you either have to be a comic reader or you have to be an MCU fan in order to get it. That comics won't even help you. <laughs> no, because if you go back to the, the Vision series that they did a few years ago, even that gave you a, a better foundation. I, I say that y you would definitely have to do the movies and you would have to start with the Age of Ultron. Right. It probably would have served them better if they would have, they could have done this, they got the money, put together a two to three minute 
uh, montage clip of their greatest hits from the movies, put that down there instead of Legends because uh, my my uh, my sister-in-law, she's not going to turn in and watch WandaVision because she watched the movies, but she could care less about the movies, right? So if you're going to get new people to watch it, it's sort of like uh, a, a show that is specifically for a specific thing. And this is a very specific show and a very specific thing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, I felt like this is not, I don't think this is the show that you that you give to people if you're trying to bring new fans into the MCU or if you're trying to bring new fans to the franchise. This show is specifically for those of us who have been with the MCU since the beginning. You know, that's how I feel. Or the comics or both, you know. Right. But I mean, there... Yeah, look, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I mean, look, I'm literally staring at a vision statue right now as I'm talking to you. I have it on top of my TV, okay? I've had this thing for at least 10 years, okay? Right. So obviously, I, I'm not a newbie to the character, right. right? But at the same time, I know what's going on, but when I watched this, I was like, okay, what I got was, okay, this is a parody, okay? And it's a parody of two beloved uh, sitcoms that really kicked off sitcoms and television in the 50s just for that alone it was perfect because it was cutesy it was okay. cutesy it was it was very uh, it very, was very yeah. fun to watch right but here's the thing so I need to go back and watch it a second time because I was I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. And I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it immensely, but I think I was too busy looking for the clues, you know, because, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest. So aside from what we've seen on the promos and everything, I really don't, I, and, and I'm, a, I'm an MCU fan. I've watched all the movies multiple times. I still don't get exactly what the construct is for the show or what the premise is for the show like we know it's Wanda and Vision obviously it has to have taken place before um before Vision's death okay obviously I think <laughs> I think but I'm trying to figure out like okay so where in the timeline does this take place like what happened how did they get to this point and obviously in the first episode is more so building this world and then towards the end of the episode when you have them having dinner with Vision's boss and wife and the boss starts choking and the the wife starts going a little nuts that's when it starts changing or shifting directions and you're like okay something's not quite right about this because when when the boss is questioning them about their beginnings, okay, so what's your story? How did you meet? When did you fall in love? How did you get married? Blah, blah, blah. And they start bombarding them with all of these questions. It's almost like both of them started shutting down. Like Wanda was really, it's almost like she was trying to figure out the answers to these questions. And we know, or we assume they had to have had maybe some kind of wedding or imaginary wedding because when we're introduced to them in the show, she's got on a wedding dress, he's got on a, a, a suit or a tux and he, you know, they do the whole thing. He brings her over the threshold and all this other cutesy stuff. But it's almost like those questions are triggering a response in her. And then when she kind of collects herself and vision helps the boss, 
it's almost like maybe it rebooted whatever was going on because it's almost like the boss and the wife completely forgot the last two minutes that happened. And then we see that again in the following episode, just little things that happen. And when things kind of start going to the left, you know, going weird, you know, when, when Wanda is talking to the little bitchy Barbie lady, and I can't remember her name, but that's what I refer to her as the bitchy Barbie lady. And someone starts going on the, the radio, like Wanda, who's doing this to you? Who's doing this to you? That's when you really, really fully get an indication that something's not quite right in this world, which we already know. Why are they in the fifties? This is not right. But you know, it, it just starts opening up those questions. And I think because I knew those questions were coming, I was pay, trying to pay more attention to what was happening than just letting the story unfold. Because I, I'm curious, I want to know, why are they in this time? Why is it in this format? Like, what is going on with, with Wanda and Vision? Like, I've had my own theories, but I don't think they're right. And I'm just like, I don't want to overthink it too much because I do want to enjoy the show as it unfolds because it's a very cute concept and we know that there's something major going on just from what's what we've seen in the promos but at the same time I want to figure this out before they tell me what's happening I I can't do that (laughs) if I'm not if I'm not mistaken this is after Endgame after Endgame, okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of got that too, but there this, again, this, there's and and on top of that, this, if I'm not mistaken, is also sort of a a prequel to Doctor Strange and the the multiverse, which would be issue fifty six. Yes, I know. Okay, so it would and, it would pro- yeah yeah, and and, and uh, I I. I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that this this takes place after Endgame and Wanda has created a, I think Wanda has created like a reality where Vision is still alive. And also where she's from, a lot of the television programs that she would have been watching growing up would have been old American programs, which would have included shows like Bewitched and, okay. you know, the, the things that we're, we're seeing episodes of. And she's, you know I mean? and, and she's pregnant, too, so all of that's going to throw in, you know, everything, too. Right, so. and, and, I, and I think because, see, the, the, the problem... To me, the issue that they have is they never really clearly defined what her powers are. And the comic books, Wanda is basically one of the most powerful powers you can one of the one of the craziest powers you can have is the ability to alter reality. And and her power borders on that. The ability she's got, to she's got it's called hex power, right? Yeah. yeah. Hers is hex power. Yeah, she, she's got hex yeah, power. Yeah, which is, you know, like Longshot, Longshot, who was a mutant, he could alter the probability of things. Wanda, she can alter the probability of things, but the probability of things with her is like the probability of you becoming pregnant becomes great. Like she can change 
and and that board is on um, altering reality. She can think things into existence. Yes, pretty much. So, in, in case you're wondering how I go, those really are his children biologically. Okay, he okay. wished it into existence. You know that was about to be my next question. Yeah. Like, she, so. she can actually create. See, in her mind, she can actually create that situation into okay. existence. Because it's just I, that we don't we don't get that in the previous movies. We just see her use telepathy right. and telekinesis. Right. We don't see her actual reality altering power. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that, one, that, right. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say that that is what her main power is in the comic book. Okay. Right. Is, because because about bigger. 20 years ago, she got very up. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. She got very mm-hmm. upset of what was happening to the mutants and she got pissed off enough that she said no more mutants and all the mutants disappeared like for like five years in comic book like time all, all of them except maybe like like, like, like a, a handful hundred, it was like a hundred wow yeah like a hundred or so because see as a and non- they've never recovered from that actually yeah, they're, they're still oh. recovering from that okay she said no more mutants and they were gone because see, as a non-comic reader, like I said, it's been like, I haven't read a comic book since I was in my teens. So it's been a long time. So as a non-comic reader, I don't have a lot of background on her. But what I've heard from a lot of people is that she is probably one of the most powerful mutants ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or- any mutant that can alter reality is basically a class A, level A Tier one all time powerful mutant, and, and they and they do a horrible, horrible job of letting us. Well, we know who her father is. Her father is Magneto, but they do a horrible job of referencing that in the new movies and anywhere on screen. Yeah, they don't. They don't give you that. They don't give yeah, it to you at all. I and now they want to. And now they want to give it to you. But right. like because I said, I that think, goes back to they don't give us the context. Right, because I think they they referenced. They haven't referenced her in the Fox X-Men movies, but Quicksilver is there. And I know that they said something about, uh, they kind of hinted that Magneto might be his father. Oh, no, he, oh. he says it. The he twins. Actually, Quicksilver actually says, you, you know, he's my father, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell him? He's like, well, I couldn't. Yes. Yeah, he's like, I can't. Yeah, he's like, I, I have never, I can't figure out the right time to do it. Pretty much, right? Well, but but see, the movies did you guys who don't read comic books a disservice because in the movies, Wanda's like nine and he's twenty. Where in reality, they're actually twins. Okay. Yeah, and I think a part, and and I think a lot of this is going to go back to to are, no, the people, the MC, and they are twins in the MCU, right? In the X Men movies, she's much she younger was, than she him. was much okay. younger than him. Okay. she was like a little girl sitting yeah. in, the, in the living room. Lap, they yeah. Lap, yeah, yeah. They, they, there's some things that they. I, I think a lot of this. I think they're laying the groundwork for a multiverse in the MCU. Okay, mm. I know this is outside of what we're talking about, but starting with Wanda. And then going into the Loki series, and then the Spider-Man movie, they're gonna lay a groundwork for a multiverse, which will allow them to bring in the X-Men characters. They can bring in X-Men, and they'll be played by different characters. And then Wanda's gonna have Quicksilver as her twin, and they'll be the same age because the Quicksilver in this MCU is dead, but the Quicksilver in the X-Men universe is still alive. Okay. So they're, they're if if I'm just guessing, this is all 
speculation. Okay. This is me to say up front. But I think a lot of this is about them trying to trying to pull everything together by establishing the fact that there is a multiverse. They sort of laid the groundwork in the last Spider-Man movie because they mentioned the possibility that this guy could be from the multiverse. Spoilers for those who hadn't seen it. <laughs> Even though, because, you know, he wasn't. But they, they established that he might be from another universe. And going forward, we know that you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield may end up being in a Spider-Man movie, which also would lead you to believe that it's going to be a multiverse. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of this is there, once again, they're doing this long-term, long-game goal. Let's establish the rules here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to lay this groundwork for being able to bring in all these other properties. Let's see that 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 would make sense if that's what they're doing because mm-hmm. especially for somebody with Wanda's abilities if if this is what they're doing with her character if they're showing these abilities for her now. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, but like Lori said because I'm not a comic book reader it was kind of thrown to me because I was like, she's doing a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't see her doing the movies. But right. They, that they, they did everyone a disservice by not actually showing you what her powers actually are. Right. But now they're doing it. And I, I would bring this up too, that um, in the comic books, there was a storyline where, let's just say Xavier went kind of crazy and created Onslaught. Onslaught was this super powerful being. Onslaught took some of the most powerful people into him and he was doing all these crazy things. One of them being Franklin Richards, which is Reed and Sue Richards' starters, you know, Mr. Mr. Fantastic. He also has reality altering powers, probably one of the most powerful mutants ever. Mm. And long story short, when they destroy Onslaught, it screws everything up. And a lot of mutants, a lot of people die. Okay. And what Franklin did was rebuild the universe as he remembered it or as he thought it should be bringing all those people back okay so i i want to say that they're sort of drawing on that 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 now that you know we've had a lot of people lost like one not one yeah wanda not wanda um black widow Mm -hmm. they you know we've lost her and we've lost vision that they're going to create in iron man we lost tony starks they're going to create a way to bring these characters back and wanda is the key to that wanda and loki are going to be the key into bringing possibly versions of these characters back Mm. for us I i could see that and so therefore they have this thing where okay we have WandaVision, here's Wanda, and look what she can do. She can actually create her own reality and influence it and control it however she sees fit. Okay. Which, you know, I know you're not going to talk about this, but S.W.O.R.D., which is basically, I call it Space Shield, is the icon that you see with the S.W.O.R.D. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Cause... Yeah, that, that, that is another agency that is basically an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they protect us from space threats mm-hmm. as opposed to threats on Earth, okay. which is a little strange because Wanda isn't really a space threat. So why would S.W.O.R.D. be involved 
unless it has to do with the Infinity Stone, but all the Infinity Stones are supposedly back where they're supposed to be. Supposedly. Well, that supposedly. that that could bring in uh, the Guardians and, and Adam Warrock and, and all of that. And all of that, right. So yeah. in this series, we're in the first series in establishing the groundwork. So I'm sure we're going to learn about S.W.O.R.D. We're going to learn about Monica Rambeau. We're, we're going to get, you know, all, all of this information later. My only issue is you're starting this series and you gave us no context. Right. You, know, you gave us no context. People are going to look at this and they're going to be like, well, what, what's really going on? And even if you watch the Legends thing and you say, none of that is what Wanda could do. Like, so where is all of this coming from? Okay. You know, and, and that's, that makes it a little bit strange, a little bit off-putting, but I'm curious as to see how this is going to play out. And I, I always hate saying this about TV shows, that we have to watch up to three or four or five episodes before we really can get a feel mm -hmm. for what's going on. Right. I just don't know the, this limited series that 30 minutes of pop is going to do it. You know? Okay, yeah, and I'm looking on um, IMDb. It's there's only nine episodes, so maybe you're really talking about like a four, four two hour series. Not even that. If it's nine, yeah, four. They make it like four hour episodes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But but the thing is, is that I I highly suspect that the a number of episodes that they said i heard somewhere that they actually bumped it out there's actually two more episodes oh okay i heard i heard there was actually a total of, of uh nine episodes yeah that's that, yeah that's what i said they, okay they, all right mm -hmm. uh okay because it was i'm i was listening but i guess i wasn't listening <laughs> uh i wasn't originally six See, I don't know. I don't remember them announcing how many it was because before I realized it was a limited series, I thought that it was going to be like a regular season. But I think nowadays, you know, regular season for, you know, cable is 10 episodes. So I thought it was going to be 10 episodes anyway. But well, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Because if you look at the first episode, that was obviously filmed last summer mid COVID because there was a very limited cast. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah but okay so a lot of what you guys have said make a lot of sense for what the premise of this show might be but um even without knowing that what I what I do like about the show is again I've always liked the chemistry between Wanda and Vision and one of the things about the MCU stories is when it comes to the romantic relationships that they tried to show us, we didn't really get a lot of build up. So I'm glad we're getting that with these two characters and we get to see, you know, just how strong their bond is. But again, I, because I don't know where the series is going and I don't know exactly what's happening. Like this, the end of the second episode you know, we see someone coming out of a sewer, um, you know, out of the sewer into the street and Wanda's looking at him processing it. And then she says, no. And then it rewinds back to a particular point. Mm -hmm. And that confused me. I was like, wait, is she controlling this? Because the way that the way that the end of the first episode is, it's almost like it was almost like watching the Truman Show. 
you know, mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. you have where you have these particular characters and they're living in a world that they are unaware of is not real. And then you've got other people on the outside watching them. And I don't know, maybe controlling what's happening. So I'm intrigued by this, but I also want to know, like, you know, if Wanda is the one that's controlling this, like, is she doing this voluntarily? Is she doing this unknowingly? Is she being forced to do this? You know, I don't have the context. I don't know. And I think all those are valid questions. And like, I have this question, like, are these people like, are the people who are there I'm trying to not think about all the other stuff that I know if you I'm trying to ignore it but if she's doing this to herself I'm, I'm going if I'm a, I'm going to assume that she's created this herself because she has a lot of control over what happens mm-hmm. that some of those people are probably people who have been trying to help her and got stuck there okay mm. Okay. You know, and especially mm. like the the his boss and his wife, they they were asking. He was asking pointed questions Every as a person who's question. trying to get information, and she basically chokes him. And the wife is telling her to stop it, stop it. Like at first, like why is she telling him to stop choking? No, she's she's talking to Wanda, telling see, Wanda. I, to see, stop it took it. me a minute to figure that out too. Right. It took me a minute to figure that out because at first I thought she was saying it to him. And then the way she was looking, she was like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And with that, with that weird mm-hmm. smile, and it was almost almost mechanical. It was. Like, yeah, and I think these, I think these people, most of them are, are stuck there because they went there to help her. See, and I think we'll find that out later. See, I I thought high evolutionary or aim. That's what I thought. Well, see, if you if you look at the promos that they've released, the neighbor um, Agnes, yes. yes, the neighbor Agnes. So when she, there's a part in one of the promos where she says, "Are you here to help us? Will you help us?" And I was like, "Okay, so are these people trapped?" And like we know that the um, I can't think of what her other name is right now, but we know that there's a specific character we know monica rambeau is in the show we know that Mm -hmm. that's who she's supposed to be but when she introduces herself to them she introduces herself as somebody else so that's why i said i couldn't i enjoyed it but i didn't enjoy it like i think i should have enjoyed it because i was too busy trying to figure out the clues i was literally watching this like a mystery like okay i need to solve the mystery i need to see the and i know that there are some posts out there about the easter eggs that were in the episode and i'm gonna go look at that as soon as we get done recording but i tried not to do that before we recorded because i wanted to get my authentic thoughts on here like I really enjoy the show, but I'm sitting there looking for what's going on. Like, like the little quote unquote infomercials that come on in between the episodes. Oh, those were adorable. They were adorable, but it's like we saw the, what do you call it? The sword uh, logo on the first one. Mm-hmm. And then on the second one, on the watch, the Hydra logo was there. Right. Yeah, it, was it, was a, yeah. it was a Strucker watch. Who yeah. Aaron Von right. Strucker was the guy yeah. that, yeah. 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 Yep. So yeah, and the toaster was made by Stark Industries. Right. But I keep, and again, I'm going back to this briefly. I keep saying, and I didn't go too far, but they keep telling me, and I missed it, 
somewhere there was a reference to high evolutionary in the episode. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out where they put it. Oh, I have to go look for that. So, yeah, so I don't know, but they're saying that it was in there. And I was mad at myself for for seeing the the mystery box, the box of mysteries or the cabinet of mysteries twice and realizing that was the the stone on the box. Yes, I got that after a second view too. See, this is why this is why I have to go back and watch it a second time. Usually I don't like podcasting without rewatching stuff, but we've been doing so much today that I just didn't have a chance to go back and watch it. But now I have to go back and watch it when I get off of this, even though I'm supposed to be doing, you know, I'm supposed to be doing homework after this. But no, I'm gonna go watch WandaVision again because I wanna see everything I missed. I'm going to, I think I'm going to read that article about the Easter eggs first. So I will know to catch all of them. And then maybe I can sit there and like fully enjoy the episode without having to worry about where, what is and what it means and stuff. Uh-huh. Like really, I, I enjoyed the episode. It was so cute. It was funny. I love Elizabeth Olsen playing as a fifties housewife. I think she was Phenomenal. She's excellent. She was was phenomenal. But it's so weird listening to her speak with no accent because I'm used to her having an accent as Wanda. Mm -hmm. So it's so weird, but it's so cute and it fits her perfectly. Like she is so good in this role. But again, it was it was the the secondhand embarrassment. Like I knew she was going to come out of the bedroom with with some kind of sexy lingerie type thing when the boss and his wife got there. And I was like, oh, I can't watch this. And I mean, I'm I'm literally watching this like from between my fingers because I know this embarrassment is coming. So it's just it's just one of those weird things. But it was. It was a fun thing to watch. I love seeing, I don't care what, I don't care what her character name is. She's always going to be Kitty to me. So it was fun seeing her in the episode as the boss's wife, you know, mm-hmm. Kitty from that from, from that 70s show. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, the, the, the actress that played, that played Agnes, she was also outstanding. Yes. It, every, it, I, to be, all the performances were great. They were everybody great. was, everybody was really good. They were great. Um, I know we're not at final thoughts, but like my actual final thoughts on the show are it, it I enjoyed it. It was and and we always talk about things always being the same and people always rehashing the same stories and doing the same thing over and over again. I commend them for actually taking a chance and doing something completely yes. different. I, I will commend them for that and I and I hope it pays off. Because I do have questions, and I and um, my anticipation about what's to come is really kind of high. Like my expectation of where things are going is kind of high because we know how the the people who behind the MCU roll. Right. We know how Kevin Feige rolls. The, there's nothing in there that was wasted. Everything exactly. there has a purpose. You know, we may not like how they're presenting it to us, and maybe we would have wanted context, but they could be thinking we're going to give you context. Just bear with us. And I think that's probably what they're doing. And I, in some, in a lot of ways, I like it because I like not knowing what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the element of surprise and I like, you know, I didn't realize that they were going to be moving through the decades, but I think that's what they're doing because mm-hmm. like you said, we got 
I love Lucy vibe from the first one. And then we got uh, Dewitched for the second one. And so who knows where it's going to come. I mean, at the end of the second episode, now they're in color. So we know we're moving into that era of TV. So who knows what they're going to do? I mean, they're about to have a baby. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's so many possibilities that they can be doing with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious. And I have to, I'm, I'm going to have to get myself in the mindset of, okay, Hanukkah, when you first watch it, just watch it for enjoyment. Don't try to figure out everything. Don't try hunting for all the Easter right, eggs. Because that's what I was trying to do. And, you know, like I said, I saw a few things here, a few things there, and I caught a couple of things. But then it was kind of like, but did I miss something trying to catch something, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm going to rewatch it again tonight. And then I, again, I binge watching has spoiled me. I don't like having to wait. <laughs> I don't like having to wait a week to watch episodes because this is a series. I really think that even if they had released everything at once, I would have, I, I would watch it several times because with shows like this, you always catch something else every time you watch it. Like, I don't care. You can watch it five times and five times you will always see it differently than mm-hmm. you did the first the first four times. So I want to be able to get into it and, and, and just kind of see where it's going. But at the same time, I, I do anticipate having to be patient because mm-hmm. then that gives me more time to ponder what the story might be and then to kind of go back and do a little research and maybe watch the show a couple more times and just kind of pick things out and then go from there. So I don't know. It's, it's like I want to watch all of it at once and then at the same time I don't, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. There was some really funny stuff. Um, you know, the thing about her not being able to cook and trying to cook the dinner. That was that was cute. Um, okay, so let me ask this. So in the second episode, when when they're hearing all of the 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 thunder or the booming, it sounds to me like bombs, like something was going off like bombs or whatever. And then she walks outside and she she sees this colorful helicopter. And I don't know if there was anything special about the helicopter or what, but I just thought that was really weird. But that also kind of put me in the mind of, okay, something else is going on that she's not aware of, which of course, at the end of that episode, we know that she's probably fully aware of what's going on. But I was just kind of like, okay, what? Are they like in a glass bubble and they, there's like giant children around them playing? And they, it, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I don't, I feel like Carol in The Walking Dead, she's like, I don't know what's going on in the most wonderful way. That's the, the, heli- <laughs> the helicopter was, a, was a, a resembled the Mach 2 Iron Man armor, the colors and the plating. Okay. Okay. I did think that that red was Iron Man red, but I was like, he's dead. Why would that even be in but there? But that was specifically Mach 2, which was Iron Man uh, 2. Okay. So I don't know what that meant, but that's what that was. Oh, see, I was thinking that there was a helicopter trying to get into the area wherever she is. And could, yeah, when they breached, when hey, they breached I, it, right. she, just, she just took care of it, <laughs> you know? 
that, 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 that probably that probably or is they the- were outside shooting at wherever she is and and they were causing a booming and she somehow just reached out and pulled it in and was like y'all no more of that guys shrunk them down and yeah yeah yeah, yeah she's very in the back of her mind she's very aware of what's going on so i don't know so do you think she's doing it subconsciously i, I think she's doing the. i think she's doing the subconsciously yeah. i don't okay. think she is consciously doing it yeah she is and i think whenever her i think she becomes aware when something threatens what's happening yeah yeah then then she realizes something is messing up this perfect world i'm trying to create let me get rid of it that's right. why she kept that's why she rewound the okay. guy coming through because that was someone else who breached it and instead of you know shrinking him down or whatever she started rewinding and kept him out right you know? now question i couldn't see very well because it kind of had his face was that colson i couldn't tell it, i, couldn't I tell thought it kind of looked like colson i couldn't tell i couldn't tell i couldn't I would, tell either i would love it if it was because one of my main gripes about the MCU was that they didn't pull the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the cinematic universe. Like, that was one of my biggest gripes. And I would love to see uh, Coulson back in that universe, even if it's in the TV show. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be in any of the the movies that we've seen so far. But I, I just always felt like, okay, so the Avengers basically started because they united to avenge Coulson's death. And he's been alive this whole time, two or three times at this point. I don't even think they knew he was ever alive again. And now he's dead, so it doesn't matter. But it's just, that that's just one of the things that bothered me. But I don't know if that was him. But the other thing I wanted to know, did anybody recognize or pick up the voice that was speaking to her on the radio? I was no. trying to see if I could place who that if that voice was a familiar voice, but I couldn't. Mm-mm. I couldn't. No. I mean, I can, I can, I can look it up and see if it's listed somewhere, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, disembodied radio, radio voice. Yeah, I don't know, because I think there was. Oh, I was thinking of the stand someone did the voice of the president in the stand in that first episode and um, I meant to tell you and I forgot who it was already oh okay I think it was Brian Cranston he was the voice of the president <laughs> in the stand okay. but anyway but yeah so um I don't really think there's there's too much else to talk about I mean like you said these are 30 minute episodes so there's not a lot to dissect um especially with these being the first couple of episodes, you know, the first episode I think was really to kind of set the stage for what was happening. And then the second one gave us a little bit more. I'm, I'm curious to see how she's going to explain this pregnancy considering just a few hours earlier, she was in that one piece at the talent show and she had no baby belly whatsoever. So that's going to be curious or is it, you know, is it one of those things where now she's pregnant and all of the neighbors and everybody is going to automatically remember that she was pregnant, mm. you know, but that would be weird too, because even in the first episode, Agnes was asking her about, uh, was it Agnes or the boss's wife was asking her about children? Right. For it, the, the, the boss's, the wife. boss's <laughs> wife asked her a very rude question, you know, so when are you going to have 
children. It like, wasn't ruled for the 1950s. It was expected, <laughs> but that's another thing. When when my daughter was watching it with me, she was just like, oh. And then the um, the second promo, when it says, uh, you know, when a man goes out, he has two accessories. Uh, what is it? A good looking woman or something like that. And my daughter was like, oh, so a woman is an accessory. Now I was like, 1950s, 1950s. Oh. He was like, no, oh, no, no, no. The one where they told her to stumble when her man comes into the room. <laughs> you know, I see some of those lists come through Facebook sometimes. About, <laughs> like, these, th- this is what magazine articles used to tell women about how to treat their husbands or how to keep their husbands. And I look at these lists and I'm like, I am so glad I was never, ever ever a housewife in the 50s and 60s i would not i, I would just be a spinster it, it just yeah <laughs> yeah but it was so funny and other things um vision at work biz i'm gonna need <laughs> you to not be like i i'm a data entry professional and i don't type that fast i'm gonna need you to slow it down if you want a baby being seen come on now you know, but and and you make your whole team look bad. Right. You know, you make right. every, you you make everybody look bad when you stand out like that. Right. And then the the phone call with them where they're they're both speaking in code and they're they think that they understand what the other person is saying, but they're talking about two totally different things. That was the other thing. My daughter put her hands on her uh, ears. She was like, "I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this. This is going to be disastrous." So yeah, it was. Those little things, they were funny, but again, secondhand embarrassment. I was like, oh my God, this is not going to turn out the right way. But, you know, it, it was funny. It was, it was fun to watch and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And like I said, it, it, it's, it's nice to see them do something fresh and different. Like it's completely just weird mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're taking a chance and we'll see how it goes. Right. Right. So... Any final thoughts about WandaVision? Um, I think I get, I think I made my final thoughts kind of clear. It's just it's it's gonna be interesting to see where this ride takes us. And like I said, it's really I think I, I just said it 30 seconds ago. It's something different. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's different. And I like and I like that it's different. So I'm looking forward to because I think they said that they basically went sitcom by decade. So we should get a Brady Bunch episode. We should get a Married with Children episode, a Wonder Years episode. I'm actually looking forward to that because I think that's kind of cute. If we get a, a Married with Children episode, <laughs> I am going to holler. I because I'm trying to imagine these two characters as Al and Peggy Bundy, and I just I can't do it maybe it's a different i can i can totally see i think i've actually seen a picture of that i don't want to see vision (laughs) with his hand in his pants and his stomach hang i just don't want to see that well yeah i i think that the vehicle that they're using to tell this story with using the sitcoms as a background template i think it's ingenious because yes. it's really neat the way that they did that because legends of tomorrow had an episode uh last season where they did a couple things in one episode they did uh star trek tos they did friends and then they did one other show all in the same episode they were bouncing between worlds and they were trapped in an alternative universe and it was very very cute 
very very cute so based upon seeing that episode i think i'm going to enjoy what they're going to do but as far as what i want to see and don't see i want to see uh progress on the story uh i want to find out more about what's going on with wanda and vision and i agree the timeline of where it is or could be because my understanding when it first came out is that she realized that they were in danger and she took them back to the 50s on purpose but i think it's changed since that initial what two two and a half years ago uh mm-hmm. when they came out with that premise see i so. was thinking originally when i first heard of the show and you know kind of saw what the premise was my thinking was i was thinking that this was something that she might have conjured in her head during the time when she was having to kill vision it kind of like the whole life flashing before your eyes Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i was looking at i was like okay so i wonder is this like a whole dream world she dreamed up for herself and viz before she had to actually kill him Mm -hmm. or you Mm -hmm. know destroy the mind stone so that's what i was thinking so at this point, I don't know. It could be any one of those scenarios. That's the that's the fun thing about it because we really don't know where this is going. Right. But, yeah. You know, I wonder are they going to pull any anybody else from the MCU into it? And I ask that because they did the um, they did the Facebook launch event on Thursday, and they had um, they had a couple of fans, you know, come on the video and ask questions. And then they invited three other fans to ask questions. And the fans were Anthony Mackie, Tom Hiddleston, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's just cute. And I was like, hmm, why these three specific ones? And then, of course, you know, they're bringing in Darcy from the Thor movies. And um, I cannot think of his character's name. The agent from the Ant-Man movie. Agent Uh, Wu. Yes, Yes. Well, (laughs) technically, Wu should have his own series. Technically. (laughs) But if they do that, that would be like the coolest thing ever. Because he is set, his character was set in the, and correct me if I get this wrong, his, he was the, um, uh, the Nick Fury, quote unquote, character of the 1950s. He had his own um, team. Mm -hmm. And they went and they did missions and stuff. And there's there's a couple of essentials uh, that you can find with his stories in it. But he had a 16, I think a 16 or 18 issue run that they did. And then they did a, at least two miniseries. So no, Wu is uh, pretty significant for that time period. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did he get in the, okay, you know what? That's a whole other show. Yeah that, yeah. yeah, that is. That, that, you know, that is beyond the scope of what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is necessary. Right. Yeah. 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 Just know that he was, he was in Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, and yeah, he's from the MCU and he's going to show up in this show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess he goes from being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. to the a- uh, agent of S.W.O.R.D. Actually, he does do that in the comic books. See, hmm. There you go. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up at that and then you know, we have what uh, seven more episodes to look forward to. I, I think, I think probably the biggest problem that I'm going to have is the fact that they're 30 minute episodes. I don't know when I don't, I can't remember the last time I watched a 30 minute show. It's been a long time. So it's like when it's, when, you know, when the credits started rolling, I was like, 
Wait, That's was it? that an hour? Yeah. And then my That's daughter it. was like, it's a 30-minute show. I was like, what? Yeah. So I don't know. Or maybe those two were just 30-minute shows. Maybe the rest of them will be an hour. Who knows? I, I, I got the feeling since it said 37 minutes. And by the way, those are some really, really long credits. I think it is a 30-minute show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that would... that. That would be in keeping with the time too, with the with the format that they're going the right, the right. That they're going for yeah, yeah. Sitcom. So that would be keeping with that. So okay, I guess we're only getting thirty minute episodes, but I I mean I was never bored in that thirty minutes, so that's a good thing. You know, sometimes some shows it it takes you a while to kind of get warmed up to the characters or whatever, and it's like from this one, it was it was good from jump. You know. I, I didn't get bored. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling like oh they're they're doing too much. It was it was just the right amount of like you said, Lord, the slapstick and the humor and everything is just I don't do well with the secondhand embarrassment. But I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to get over that because it seems to be a lot of that <laughs> in this show. Hey, if it wasn't for that, Lucille Ball wouldn't have had a career. This is true. This is true. But okay. Well, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>